Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shevska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! Oh my God, it says you are live. So it's noon here in Bethesda, Maryland, and West Virginia as well. And this is news that you can use from YAA with your host, well, Ray, and Miss Kimberly Klein, the FNI goddess herself, and Mr. Plugged in himself, our electric expert, Justin Fisher. How's everybody today? Great. We're really, really, really great, Ray. Yep. Happy to be here. It's a beautiful Thursday. It stopped raining. It did. It yeah, it's it's a beautiful day. Glad to be it's, here. It is magnificent outside. But but even though the weather's kind of cleared up, I believe that there's some headwinds that what? this industry is this a good segue or what? what? That's guess, a good one. I approve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, talk about the weather, then talk about the headwinds. <laughs> uh, I believe we're facing some rather strong headwinds in the automotive sector um, in regards to auto sales. And and uh, Justin, did you want me to share my screen, or do you want to pull it up and share yours? Go ahead you and share me. yours, Ray. You got this. Oh, you got my this. God, I I oh, hate God. when you do this to me. <laughs> so I want to I'm hit present, <laughs> and then I want to hit uh, present screen. Yeah, use the flashcards we made you. Yeah, then I then I then I hit on that, and then I hit share, and then I go up to here. Oh, that's not the one. I go up to here. There you go. And it says auto loan interest rates highest in three years. Oh, you know that. Uh, may I say that, that, that doesn't take a genius to write that headline? By the <laughs> I way, I had no idea. <laughs> uh, you know, the first time the Fed raised the federal rate. The interest rates were probably the highest they'd been in three years, but but they're actually higher now. They are yeah, auto they really auto are. loan in, auto loan interest rates highest since 2019. Average amount financed hits an all time high, and more consumers are paying. Are you sitting down for this? A thousand dollars monthly. I, I can't. I just On, can't. Who does that? Who so? does that? I've got the top numbers for us here, okay? So the okay. the average APR on a new car is now 5.7%. That's up from 4.3% one year ago. Okay. The average new car loan is now for 41,000 and some change, okay? Oh, oh my. Yeah, and 14% of new car buyers are now having a monthly payment of over $1,000 a month. That's Ouch. up from like 12.7% last month and the month before that it was like 11% so it's going up but I did the math to just to really blow everyone's mind and if you compare it to where the average APR for a new car was one year ago with the average loan amount for a 60 month loan term the new car buyer is now paying 1600 bucks in additional interest over the life of that 60 month loan so wow 1600 yeah. bucks just it doesn't take a lot, you know, to make that number on the truth and lending disclosure on the right hand side go through the roof. It really doesn't. I, I love this little. I'm sorry, Ray. Go ahead. No, go right ahead. I just love the little blurb in this article that says 
Dealership finance office can expect some monthly payment shock for a lot of consumers versus just plain old sticker shock. So you get into the finance office and there might be some electric on your seat. Well, hopefully with everything that we do in trying to educate people um, about how to figure out what they can literally afford on a monthly basis, uh, since 80 86% of all cars purchased are financed. Um, Hopefully, if people pay attention to that, they won't really suffer uh, from any shock when they get in the F&I office because they will have constrained themselves (laughs) to vehicles that would fall into what they can afford uh, on their monthly basis, one would hope. Hey, I got something fun to share with you regarding the whole interest rate thing. I took a look back. Let's go back. I wish we had music for reminiscing. Back in there you go. Yeah. This is from the National Credit Union Administration. So imagine in the finance office, what I'm about to tell you is much higher. But in 2003 to 2005, On a new car, a 60-month new auto loan rate at that time went in 2003 from 4.84 to year-end 2005 up to 5.57. Wow. So, So, you know, let's not forget, it wasn't that long ago when we were seeing these kinds of interest rates. But... No, I, I was in eighth grade. Well, and for that. <laughs> that's a long Thank time ago. Were, were, were you financing <laughs> yeah. your lunch money? I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so you're right. That wasn't all that long ago. But but having yep. said that, uh, yep. you know, after the Great Recession, where, uh, you know, the Fed basically took uh, the Fed rates down to zero uh, for the longest period of time, it was what? eight nine ten years maybe 12 years where interest rates uh, where (laughs) interest rates were next to nothing so that anytime you have an increase like we're seeing now uh if you haven't seen anything like that in 10 years well that's a big deal it's a Um, really big deal and listen ray okay so 2003 to 2005 that's what interest rates look like and and we yes we do tend to forget don't we I remember day in and day out of people arguing to get, no, I, I don't want 1.9. I want 0%. <laughs> well. So yeah. do I. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And now people are going to be arguing, hopefully, for the lowest interest rate that you can possibly get, which is why we teach you how to do this. Yeah. For example, check out this comment here um, (laughs) saying that their little brother is trying to buy out their lease and Chase offered them 7% with a credit score of about 800. That's the kind of stuff we got to start pushing back against uh, while we have the opportunity because I got the Federal Reserve behind me and it looks like they're going to keep jacking up rates. So um, their lights are on, Justin. Yeah, their lights are on. Yeah, it's because they're busy printing money. Um, (laughs) And. Go but ahead. Before we move on, or we're not about to move on from the, the interest rate topic, right, yeah. Ray? No, no, not okay. yet. Yeah. I've got to share a very special resource with the YAA community because I made it just for you. You, the listener. You, the viewer. Oh. Okay? And for you, Ray and Kimberly, Thank of you. course. Yes. The best auto loan rates right now as of October 
4th. These loan rates are typically good through the end of this month, and I plan to update it as we go through time. So check this out. If you're looking for the best auto loan rates offered by um, captive lenders or uh, manufacturer rates right now, what's, what's the correct term for that, Kimberly? Like, you know, Hyundai's best rate. What, what's the term for that? A captive lender okay. is yes, what you would say. And that's what yes. we want people to say, because that's what Kimberly. the dealership yes. uses. Yeah. And we want you to use their language so that they know that you know yes. what you're talking about. I love it, Kimberly. Well, uh, for the consumer out there, if you're thinking about buying a new car, rather than scrolling through this gigantic document that I created, you can find the brands that you are interested in right now. Wow. Let's go to Ford, for example. And we've got Ford's promotional rates well <laughs> right now ford has no active financing offers but here's the <laughs> next one we'll, we'll go to the next one genesis, genesis okay. happens to have some active oh, I love halloween this. yeah so this is all the latest info direct from the manufacturers from the captive lenders and we will update this once we get to november so head over to this resource i will drop a link in the chat if you're joining us live thank you yes that's yes. awesome thanks for that justin and, that's a lot and of information and the most important part about this article is to remember, do not get screwed. I yeah. saw it right there. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, right and next it, to my picture. Yes. Yes, says, yes. Don't get screwed. I was a finance manager. Yeah. Yes. And, and apparently <laughs> there's a video associated with that that will help prevent you from getting screwed. So. I don't think it gets any better than that. I would yes. say not. Yeah. Yes, uh, and, and so thank you, Justin, for yes, putting that Justin. together. That's you, awesome. Yes. You, you you find the time in a day to do that type of research and then put it all in one location for us. You're a remarkable young man, I must yes. say. <laughs> well, thank you, Ray. That, that means a lot coming from you. Well, I'm going to steal more time with my show and tell that I've got going on. Okay. Um, I know we've got plenty to talk about. Give me 30 seconds. I see Jack in the chat wondering about lease payments. What are the lease deals out there? Well, guess what? You guys have got you covered because. Oh, my. Hot off the presses <laughs> as of literally 30 minutes ago. 30 minutes ago. This is brand new. Google doesn't even know it exists yet. You can go to our blog on joinyaa.com. The best new car lease deals this month. Would oh, you believe that's it? Great. That's great. Would you believe it? So look, I will not go on and on, but I just want to say that we created this resource just today. You can find out what every automaker's best lease deals are for the month of October. Compare and contrast. I'll drop it in the chat. I hope you find that useful. Love so it. Jack, when you have time after our show, you can you can go <laughs> check that out. Yes. But don't dare us. leave the broadcast to do it now. Okay. Just say it. Stay now, here, Jack. Can 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 we? Did you want to share the Fed news, or or uh, or am I still sharing? Damn it, I'm sharing. Okay. Well, to to continue with our theme of there's headwinds that the industry faces. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to to share again, and this comes from. Uh, the good folks at Cox Automotive, I believe, our it's friends. Jonathan. I, I, you know, we refer to we refer to everybody as our friends, and the truth yes. of the matter is, the only friends in any of the major publications <laughs> that we have are at Black Book. 
So, I, you know, I'm just going to say the good people now. The good people. Because the good people. They don't know us, and we don't know any of them. Okay? <laughs> the truth of the matter is, um, you know, I'm not getting any emails from Jonathan Smoke. I gotcha. Just, so, I'm not, I, now I'm not saying I couldn't be a friend of his at some point, but at this point, he's not a friend. He's not my good friend. He's he's not my pretend friend. He's just part of the good folks at Cox Automotive. And and their concern, to, if you're just reading the headline. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I love his his whole thing is smoke on cars because God knows everybody wants smoke on their cars. Um, mm-hmm. The Fed needs to slow down and assess the impact on critical sectors like auto. Um, and you know, I, I, I read this and it's amazing how they came to the conclusion that with the fed raising interest rates, that it was going to take buyers, potential Mm -hmm. buyers out of the market. Well, that was the whole idea. That's Um, pretty genius. I would say also, dare I say, Ray? Yes. It kind of sounds like the perfect storm. (laughs) Oh wow! Oh, it is hurricane God. season. Yeah, we we are we. If if we can't make it in what we're doing, we could certainly look for a career as a TV meteorologists or something. Uh huh. Yep. Um, I've tried that many times. I've been fired so many times because <laughs> I could never get it right. But yeah, but yeah. that's that's the beauty of being a TV meteorologist. They're, <laughs> you can they're, be wrong. They're 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 right ninety four percent of the time. Or is it, yeah. no, they're right 6% of the time. <laughs> I don't know. They're very, very often they're not right. Um, but but the point is that, that the industry says, well, you know, between the cost of cars going up and the, and the cost of financing going up, that it's going to force more people out of the market and make cars less affordable for more and more people. Well, Hell, we've been saying that for months. We, we have. We, we, we've been saying that just based on the increase in the prices of the vehicles. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if interest rates stayed the same and and the prices of the vehicles just kept going up at the rate they were grow, going up, it was taking more and more of the average people out of the market because the price of cars is just too damn high. Too damn high, Ray. Yeah, maintain your used cars, everyone. Or maintain your existing cars. Keep them in good condition. I'm the EV guy. I love EVs. I bought an EV. But, I mean, honestly, when it comes down to the money aspect, unless you drive a lot like I do and you have opportunity for massive fuel savings, everyone should just maintain their existing car, and that's the best way to stay out of this mess. Well, yeah. you know, I was going to say, funny thing is, I was, I was talking to a friend of ours the other day, and and she said to me, she said, well, are, are you thinking about an EV in the future? I said, I, I would never own an EV. It doesn't pencil for me. I drive a, less than 400 miles a month. So yeah. I don't can't. Buy, don't buy one. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to spend an extra $10,000 to, to be able to buy an EV or $15,000 mm-hmm. to buy that EV for my significant fuel savings when I don't drive. Um you know, people have to understand if you're looking at an EV, there's that the, you only earn back the extra expense of purchasing that EV if you drive a lot. Yeah. Be, 
if you're if you're like me and you hardly drive, an EV will never make sense economically. Yeah, I like to think that that's one thing that we do different at YAA Electric. So that's my shameless plug. Check us out on YouTube after the show. Yeah, and um, never we, we don't we don't recommend EVs to everyone. Okay, we're not trying to push an agenda, say everyone go buy an EV, but it makes sense for some people. Made sense for me. But uh, back to our topic. One thing that I really realized when you shared that uh, Cox Automotive article is that uh-huh. you, you know what we don't hear anymore. We don't hear anyone talk about a an economic soft landing. I don't know if you recall, like six months ago, the Federal Reserve, the chairman and everyone else, they were Janet Yellen. They were all talking about how they were shooting for a soft landing by incrementally raising rates. We don't hear that anymore. So uh, watch no, out. No, it, watch it's, out. It's the opposite now where, hey, things are going to get really bad. Um, so prepare yourselves. But um, now it, it does bring up the fact that credit is still available it's just available to a smaller percentage of people. And uh, for subprime buyers, for example, that now accounted for 14% of the new vehicle market, but that was in 2019. Now subprime buyers account for just 5%. Um, And deep subprime buyers uh, have all but disappeared. So you might ask, well, what exactly is subprime? Right. What what makes me a subprime buyer? If you have a credit score anywhere from 580 to 619, 620, um, the score alone, remember that it's more than a score. It's a picture that you're putting mm-hmm. together. But that score will generally put you into the subprime lending bracket. Anything below that 580 is called deep subprime. Um, and th- that's... I don't even know how they're doing loans for deep subprime anymore. They're just not being bought on the market. May may I say one thing about deep subprime? It's also yes. known as being in deep doo-doo. Doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That is, that is yeah. for sure. And yes. and can I bring up, and don't forget, when I say perfect storm, listen, back in 2003 to 2005, when I was talking about interest rates then, and we forget about that. Yes, we, we do. We all forget about that because we enjoyed those 0% and mm-hmm. those wonderful incentives for so long. Um, but this is a little different. This is coming out of a pandemic, supply chain issues, world strife. And now we're hearing there very, very possibly could be rising gas prices. So to me, that is the perfect storm um, for demand. Well, and, and demand has definitely softened. I mean, we have, we have seen that. Um the projected numbers for new vehicle sales in the United States, you know, which started the year, uh, the projection was it was going to be about 16 million new cars were going to be sold in the United States. Well, the projection from Cox Automotive now is uh, that number has been reduced to 13.7 million. That's a huge decline. That's what's that like 20%. Um, So, it you is. can see, you, you can you can see the softening of demand. You can see um, the realization for many people that purchasing a car is is just out of out of their reach. Um, and somebody needs to explain to me how fourteen percent of the people who buy cars can actually afford an automobile payment in excess of a thousand dollars a month. Just 
for the car. How do you do that? How can somebody afford that? Yeah, well, that's going down to 5% now. From 14% for subprime in 2019 down to 5% because lenders have tightened um, so much for subprime. Well, you know, look what Westlake Financial is doing when it comes yeah. to their expected losses. Um, you know, they're they're yep. putting much more in reserves for the expected losses. They know what's about to happen. Uh, we all know what's about to happen. And, and uh, you know, I guess the people that can afford the $1,000 a month payments are your luxury buyers. And th- the, apparently there will always be a sufficient number of luxury car buyers out there. Um, but that's all this market is for anymore. Uh, you know, if, if the average amount financed on a new car is over 41000 Yes! That's, that's so an, crazy. That's an astronomical sum of money. And, and you know, when we do the videos and I break down, um, you know, the cost per thousand and this and that, and on an average $40,000 loan and people are going, well, what are you talking about? I would never finance 40000 Well, guess what? The average loan today on a new car is over right. $40,000. Right. So, and know, I think be- you said it really good too, Ray. Was it in yesterday's stream or maybe the day before? We get people in um, not just the chat, but in the comments to say, pay cash, pay cash, pay cash. Listen, we're, we're trying to help everybody and not everybody can pay cash. That's crazy to think that I would love to pay cash for my car. I'm not in that kind of a anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you know, we, we try to appeal to everybody. We, we try to placate everybody in this space. Uh, but but the sad reality is, is, is that we have to deal with what the averages are, with what reality is, um, you know, and, and somebody that's making, I don't know, $12 an hour. Well, you tell me if they have to pay rent and they have to buy food, how they're ever saving enough money ever. Okay. To buy a car cash. I mean, you know, unless the car is two dollars and twenty five cents, how is that person ever, you know, do 40 times 12? That's four hundred and eighty dollars a week. How yeah. much of that could anybody save in today's world? Um, I, I Zero? Mech, right. How much is <laughs> you going to put away? Mech Matt, one, two, three, four, five. My mortgage is seven hundred dollars a month. No way I'm paying a thousand dollars a month for a car. Exactly. People are paying more than their mortgage for their car payment. When has that ever happened? Um, well, I guess it started a long time ago. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> the, the, I guess I guess the best way to say it, at least for me, um, and, and since I'm not allowed to use the term I'd like to really use, the price of poop is just too damn high. Okay? And, and I'm talking about all kinds of poop. It's just too, all the poop out there is too damn high. Um, But that's just me. Justin, you look like you want to say something. Say it, Justin. Say it. I do. Oh, I've just been wanting to start ranting and venting about how um, Ford was supposed to save us all with their affordable EVs, Uh. the $39,000 F-150 Lightning. And I'm, I don't know. I'm just not feeling too happy this morning because of how the F-150 Lightning's starting price for the Pro Trim is now a solid let's see let's do the math 51 grand 
It is now grand. 12, 13,000 more than it was in May of 2021. So it started with an announced price of 39,970 uh-huh. in May of 2021. And now once you include destination, it's at like $53,000 oh, for the F-150 gosh. Lightning Pro. So I know this is a different topic, but it ties together because, you know, affordable EV is supposed to bring them to the masses, but. Um, it's getting a lot harder to find an affordable EV, but maybe the Chevy Equinox will come save us all. I don't know about that. I, I you know, everybody says what the base price is going to be until they actually produce the damn vehicle. And then yeah. they realize that the base price can't be that, um, you know, Ford just raised the prices on the on the lightning for the second time in two months. And mm-hmm. as you said, it's gone from a base price of thirty nine and change to a base price just under fifty two thousand um, dollars. I'm I'm not good with math, but that's a huge increase in price. And and price increases are not just happening on the EV side of things, uh, because the cost of raw materials for all types of parts for all types of cars keeps going up dramatically, uh, which is why we projected that we're going to see probably somewhere between a seven and 10% increase over the course of the year in MSRPs on vehicles as the, as the model year continues, because the cost of everything has gone up dramatically. It's, it's not just on the EV side of things. Yeah, but since I am the EV guy, you know, that's what I think about. But I got to say, so if anyone's watching right now or listening, thank you for letting us in your ears. If you're checking out the beautiful YAA podcast, um, here's why you should be considering uh, you should be thinking you should not be expecting EVs to get cheaper in the next year. Let me show you why. I'm going to share my screen real quick. Okay. This is the price of raw lithium carbonate, which is then processed wow. into batteries. This is the past five years. Let's just go back to like, I don't know, <laughs> summer 2021. Okay. This is a massive, massive spike in I'll say. Yeah, lithium carbonate prices, um, much of which currently comes from China, even though a lot of the world's lithium resources are not in China. On YAA Electric, we talked about how the U.S. has plenty of lithium. Canada, Chile, Australia, those are free trade countries. But mm-hmm. where are the mines? Right now, they're mostly in China. And um, check this out. This, this is why you should not expect EVs to get cheaper anytime soon. I, I want EVs to get cheaper because for many of us, those of us who commute a lot, it makes sense to go electric financially. But this is just not good news. No. I wanted to share that with everyone. Um, we've seen a massive spike in the past uh six months really so i know that as of the second quarter of this year before this latest spike happened okay they were dealing with um about eight thousand five hundred dollars worth of raw materials in the average ev built that's compared to about thirty five hundred dollars in the average combustion vehicle when it comes to raw material value that was before the biggest spike so EV prices are going to go up. I wouldn't be surprised if now EVs have over $11,000 in raw materials in each average built vehicle. So just don't expect prices to go down. I want them to, but they're probably not. That's Uh, quite a chart. uh, Yes, it is. And and that helps indicate why Ford said they're expecting to, uh, to have extra costs for raw materials, uh, cut into their profits by about a billion dollars in the fourth quarter. Um, 
And, and that's not just for EVs. That's for all their cars. And it's not just for Ford. That's for all manufacturers. Mm. Um, we, we won't see any significant stagnation in pricing um, for quite some time. I mean, you know, uh, the, the world kind of went to hell in a handbasket between COVID, uh, the war in Ukraine, um, uh, sanctions. It, it's just created issues that keep exacerbating the situation, and it's making it harder and harder for the manufacturers to control their costs so that they can, I don't know, produce vehicles that the vast majority of people can afford as opposed to just the, the, the wealthy. Yeah, and it doesn't help that with as expensive as so many of these new vehicles are, and you know, once again, EV guy, I'll talk EVs, people are still buying them, so there's no incentive to lower the price. Ford is riding high right now with their latest uh, Q3 numbers. Ford's EV sales were up 197% year over year. Um, they've sold almost 9,000 F-150 Lightning so far. You know how much the nearest F-150 Lightning to me costs? They've marked it up so that the sticker price is 140 grand for an oh F-150 Lightning. <laughs> but people are buying them. People are buying them. That's not going to help the situation if people keep buying, you know, right, EVs marked up right. like into forty thousand dollars. So, so Justin, help me with this. Um, let let's say it was an eighty thousand dollar EV, and they added sixty thousand dollars in additional mm -hmm. dealer markup, and. We know that EVs are more expensive to begin with than gas-powered cars. Mm -hmm. So if you're paying $140,000 for an $80,000 EV, how many miles would one <laughs> have to drive to, to save enough fuel costs to ever make that math work? I think that's impossible. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. Why the hell are people buying them just so hey, they can say they have it? I bought my Hyundai Ionic Five at MSRP. Did the math? I should break even in three to five years with how much I drive. It works for me at MSRP. It doesn't mm -hmm. work when you start talking about the Ionic Fives I've seen marked up by fifteen grand. I was going to ask you yeah. what they're looking like. What's it? What's the market now compared to when you purchased yours, which was not that long ago? Yeah, it's much tougher now. It's much tougher. If you're looking to get into, you know, Kia EV6, Hyundai Ionic 5, even the Chevy Bolt in some markets, which is, you know, the cheapest EV in the market right now, it is tougher than it was six months ago because supply is limited and demand mm -hmm. remains high. Simple as that. If you can find the EV that you want near MSRP or at MSRP preferably, or if you're considering going direct to consumer via Tesla, etc., you should Get the deal while you can because MSRPs are going up. I know that my own Ionic 5, the 2023 model year, the price was just jacked up by 1500 bucks. I wouldn't be surprised if they do like a halfway through 2023 price increase yet again. Um, find deals ASAP if you're looking to go electric. And that the, the same is true for plug-in hybrids or traditional hybrids because at YAA Electric, we recommend people to look at just conventional hybrids all the time. It makes mm -hmm. sense for a lot of people, especially yeah. those who don't drive as much. There's a ton of interest just from my daily workings with people through YA. So many people are interested in hybrid. What about the hybrid? It's the step in between, you know, it, mm -hmm. it's a lot of interest it's, there. It, it's, it's the bridge that gets us to the other side. Yeah. 
It's going to be a very long bridge, and that's something I'm well aware of. Yes, I, I tend to agree. Well, believe it or not, kids, we've we've crushed a half an hour. No um, way. We have. It doesn't seem like it, but we've done it. It doesn't. And, and I could go on forever, except the young lady, and I'm assuming she's a young lady. I haven't met her yet. The young lady that's supposed to give me a shave and a haircut at 1 o'clock. It could be some big burly guy, Ray. Could be an old man. Well, it, it could it could be, except that, that her name's Jessica. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, we won't but, get into that. But, oh, okay, but, well, you didn't tell us that. I mean, we would have But maybe, maybe Jessica is a big burly guy who's in the middle of something. I <laughs> don't know. Well, no. send our regards to Jessica. Send our yes. regards. Uh, hopefully Jessica does a good job because I can see that she's got her work cut out for her on uh, your uh, hairstyle. Yeah, I, I you know, I, and she's going to make out like a bandit because she gets to charge me like I have a full head of hair. And well, I don't. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but it's but more anyway, work, Ray. You know, it's more work to get each hair individually. So there's well, that. We'll find out exactly what kind of artiste she is. <laughs> uh, so I have to go. I have to go walk to the barber shop, get my hairs cut. Thank you both for being here today, Kimberly. You and I will be back here tomorrow because tomorrow is Friday, and that means Kimberly's corner. Yeah, uh, and I hope and, I can bring some tips and tricks tomorrow for finance. Well, uh, you know, we are in Halloween month, so we tips should do. Yeah, tricks or treats. Um, tricks or treats, yeah. Yeah, I like that for tomorrow. I do too. That's good, so, right? So we will be back here tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, with more news that you can use from YAA. Thank you, everybody, for being here today. Uh, we'll see some of you back here again tomorrow. Have a great one, everybody. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.